Thank you for listening to this Take It With You Rover episode. It's a chance for us to leave the mothership, as it were, and explore the nooks and crannies of this vast and completely imaginary podcast planet we're living on. I'm Blake Thomas, and this episode is called It's the Apocalypse. We've done 25 original live radio theater podcasts over the last three years, and we have had 24 special guests on those shows, uh, one of them being featured twice, which leaves us with 23 separate people. Authors, artists, craftspeople, politicians, professors, entrepreneurs, and at the end of each interview, we ask them all the exact same question. Mary Fox, take it away. It's the apocalypse, and there are zombies, and we here at Take It With You, we are all in the group already, fighting the zombies, staying alive, and we come across you. So what do you got? What skill do you have that we should let you in our group? Exactly. So 24 answers from 23 people, and almost everyone made it into the group. But now we're going to go through that list and determine who really makes the cut. So to explain to you how this works, we turn to Zach Stouffer. There are two principal rules. One, we're taking this very, very, very seriously. Yes, we are. Because it's the zombie apocalypse. It is. This is happening and it's life and death. Mm -hmm. Your skill needs to be applicable in that situation and we are not awarding extra points for being clever. No. Two, we are only going by what we were given in the answers. We are not playing favorites based on prior knowledge that we have about any of the guests Mm-mm. or by how much we may want you in our group. Yeah. That's you, Mrs. Delicious. So Mary, Zach, and myself separately made our lists and then we sat down and discussed our answers. It was contentious at times. In fact, it almost came to blows. There was a water balloon fight. It was actually kind of fun. But uh, at some point in the wee hours of the morning, we put our vain glory aside and came to a final consensus. So without further ado... There was only one person that didn't make the cut. And it's a shame because he's such a damn nice guy. He's been a friend, collaborator, and a proponent of our show from the very beginning. Unfortunately, coming in at number 23 is Don Ness, the former mayor of Duluth, Minnesota, and the only one who didn't make it into the group at all. It's the apocalypse. (laughs) There are zombies, and... uh, we uh, come across you, and you know we all have these skills. We're all staying alive, and you know you're like, hey, let me be in the group. Uh, I got some skills, and so you know, why should we let you in our group? What have you got? What have you got, huh? Mary, I've been waiting for you to ask me this question <laughs> for about two years. <laughs> uh, so my skill set that I can bring, I'm really excited about this because I think it could work, uh, is to engage the zombies in constructive dialogue. (laughs) Because I just feel like the zombies are misunderstood. And, you know, the focus on eating brains is really just kind of filling a hole in their their psyche. And so just showing a little empathy, I think, could go a long way to kind of bring the zombies into the fold and, uh, you know, maybe explain the benefits to them of staying dead and... Encourage good choices through this dialogue. Uh, nice try, Don, but you're not in. Oh. <laughs> and I'm out too. No, 
Nope. You can't reason with zombies. We all know that. Coming in at number 22 is a fellow we had really high hopes for, and frankly, we think could have been an enormous asset, being that he spends so much time outdoors as the executive director of the Hartley Nature Center. But sadly, Tom O'Rourke's answer from our 12th episode was underwhelming, to say what the least. What you got? What's your skill that we should fight for you in the apocalypse? Wait, so that I help keep you guys alive? Or so that I <laughs> No, so that you, we let you in our group, and so that we don't, you know, so that we would kill zombies on your behalf, so that we come across you, and we're like, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but I was an English major. <laughs> Coming in at number 21, we have a man that we would be overjoyed to include in any number of other situations, but uh, Eric Faust of Duluth Coffee Company fell a little short when it came to life and death survival Why skills. Why should we let you in the group? <laughs> <laughs> to keep you alive. I think I would keep everyone's spirits high. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am good at brewing coffee and I and I and I can wrap vanilla ice. Yeah, all right, so. you're in. You're in. At number 20, we have another case of someone who would be enormously valuable had she chosen a different answer, but uh, we have a hard time believing that Lucy Amundsen of Locally Laid Egg Company can actually communicate with birds on the level she's describing here. Although it should be said that in our discussions, Mary did bring up a, a pretty solid point, which is that if it's the zombie apocalypse, is it really that far-fetched that someone could have mind control over birds? Uh, but still, at the end of the day, as in, in, in a life-or-death situation, um, it's a little unclear if uh, her skill is, is actually life, applicable. You know, vice versa. So what do you got? Well, Mary, you, you've seen the movie The Birds, right? With oh, Alfred yeah. Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs> I've got friends. <laughs> I can give your group the avian advantage. <gasps> you are in. Yes. At number 19, author, actor, and professor Tom Isbell certainly has a great imagination when it comes to the apocalypse. In fact, he's written an entire series about it in the Prey Trilogy, available through HarperCollins Publishing. But we're not totally convinced those skills apply in real life. Also, the other thing seems kind of hard to travel with. Alive, let you be in the group, kill off the zombies so far. We've kept everybody that's been on the show, so. No pressure. What well, do you got? I have written three books about the apocalypse, but the skill I bring, and you may not know this, is that Pat and I have a ping pong table that folds up and is on wheels. Oh my God. And when the apocalypse happens, and it will, we will be pushing that thing through the streets of Duluth until someone takes us in. <laughs> Now we have another example of someone who we think would have been an excellent addition to our post-apocalyptic party had he given another answer. But we're in doubt that the weapons he's describing here would be terribly useful against actual zombies. So coming in at number 18 is Duluth firefighter Dan Smith. So what do you got, Dan? 
I have a seven-year-old son who has an arsenal of zombie strike Nerf guns. <laughs> Coming in at number 17, we have the current mayor of Duluth, Minnesota, Emily Larson. While she's leaps and bounds ahead of that other mayor we had on, sadly, we weren't really won over by the practicality of her skill, although we did have a discussion about nonverbal communication and how it would be kind of important in this situation. What is your skill? I, what do you have that we should let you in our group? Because you need something. So I've actually thought about this a little bit because okay. it's a stumper. Yeah. This question is kind of a stumper. I do have a secret talent. I am super good at charades. <laughs> and I love it, and no one ever wants to play with me. It is, I love the game. And I feel like that's a super talent. Absolutely it is. I, I mean, it crosses language. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. When you play that game. I think so, like you could be, there could be zombies in between us and you could be over there and I'd be like on the other side of the zombies. And when I do this, you're like, movie. Yeah. <laughs> and when I do this, I mean, you see where we're going. I totally see where you're going. Yeah. I, I, I think that uh, you're in. Okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Number 16. We can't stress enough how much we love Vikra Distillery Spirits, but we're not really convinced that this zombie luring scheme they've concocted will actually work. But cheers to Joel and Emily Vikra. So what do you got for us to keep oh, I, you... Oh, I have an idea for you. Okay, so... Zombie flambe. We create a special attraction for the zombies, which is like get incorporated into your very own cocktail. So we, we bring them in, and then we douse them the with gin. Range. We tell them it's, it's part of the process, maceration. Yes, uh, and then, artisanal zombies. And then we set them on fire. And I understand zombies don't, they don't do well with proof. being on fire. Boom. That's true, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Other option, option number two, um, we make gin, and we, you gotta have some things in your back pockets. If you drink enough gin, you get gin goggles, and I hear zombies look pretty good. Hey. All right, guys, you are in. Number 15. For so, so many reasons, we want Mrs. Delicious and her bike-powered ice cream cart to join us in the post-apocalyptic world. But ultimately, it came down to the fact that ice cream is rather perishable. What's your skill? What do you got that we should let you in? I think, I got, I think I've got a threefold answer for you. Ooh. Um, my thighs are strong. <laughs> I love you, Mrs. Delicious. <laughs> I can keep your goods firm. <laughs> And my getaway car is full of ice cream. Yeah! Coming in at 14, we have Gia Bellamy of Duluth Loves Local. Now, this one led to a bit of a debate because there is something extremely valuable about the kind of knowledge she's presenting here. Uh, but at the same time, we couldn't disregard the fact that she admits right up front that she has no practical skills for this situation. Either way, we love you, Gia. Just as much Why as Duluth loves local. Why should we fight the zombies for you? What do you got? 
Um, well, I don't have any practical skills. I'm going to lead with that. But, but I know where local businesses are so I can help us find um, local beverages and food and canvas bags to carry all of our supplies. Um, and we don't have to be like throwing elbows up at uh, big box retailers like Black Friday. Okay. You're in. We need that. Yes. You're in the group, Tia. Coming in at number 13, we have Jessie Erickson of Runa Yoga. Now, not only will she be keeping us calm and collected, but we're excited about her culinary prowess. And if that last thing that she talks about turns out to be real, <laughs> that's, that's a huge bonus, too. let you into our group and keep you alive against the zombies. I have four kind of good reasons. <laughs> so maybe that will all equal one really good one. Good. Yeah. Okay, first, uh, my whole life feels like Saturday Night Live, so I will make sure everything is entertaining. Okay. Um, good. Second, I, you will never be bored with me around. Third, I love to eat, okay? And especially fruit pie, so I will search it out. I will make you fruit pie. Um, I can't promise it's amazing. I do not work at the Rustic Inn, but. And then uh, last of all, which I think is the, the best one, is hidden inside of me is a race car driver. <laughs> I think if I was not a yoga teacher, I would be a race car driver, and I'm being very serious. So we could get away. Yes, okay. we could. I could definitely chop shop some chook chooks and get the car started, and we'd be out of there. <laughs> All right, you are in. At number 12, we have Matthew Bartholomew and Michael McLean, formerly of Doggy Brew Bites, now called Brewfully Inspired at brewfullyinspired.com. There are some seriously useful stuff in their answers, uh, but there's also some pretty suspect stuff. We kind of just had to uh, weigh that out, and they, they came in at number 12. Zombies, things like that. What do you got, guys? Can we answer separately? Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> I think there's different skill sets here. <laughs> Why don't you go first? Well, I, I, actually have, I actually hold the keys to Bent Paddle. So I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, there's a fair amount of beer there. You, Matt, are in. What about you, Mike? What you got? Yeah. Uh, I have three things that I think would be essential to any apocalypse. Uh, number one, I'm very good at fashioning wood into a sharp point. Uh, number two, I can build a hell of a fire. And number three, I have no empirical evidence of it, but I'm pretty sure I could communicate with bears if necessary. And... <laughs> Should that be true, I think that would be vital to the survival of at least me. <laughs> you guys are at number 11, we have Brian Schanzenbach of Blacklist Brewing. The first guest on our show, the first person to be led into the group, Brian set the precedent for what it takes to be a part of our post-apocalyptic crew, and we cannot overlook that. Also, we just really like his attitude, because oh, now... Now is not you the time need to, to freak out. Us that you have to be in our group to stay alive. What's your skill? Well, I have beer, and I think at that time that would—I can't think of a better time to have a beer. <laughs> You're in. You're in. 
We also got to check back in with Brian on our 24th episode. Uh, he's the only guest we've had on twice. Uh, he was working around the clock to open up the new Blacklist Brewery and Taproom, which gave us some insight into his dedication and stamina. Not something to be overlooked when we need someone on the zombie like, night shift. Okay, you're in. Um, so you're in our group already. It's been like three years. You're still in. Um, do you have any additional, you know, skills that we should probably keep you in the group? Um, I feel like a zombie, so I might blend in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, you can infiltrate the zombies. We can, we can trick them with you. Yeah, I might. I, I could also be a good watch because I don't sleep very much. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You know what? We're we're keeping you in this group. You're right, in, done. Brian. Yes. <laughs> And this brings us to our top 10. The best of the best, the cream of the crop, the most equipped to handle the zombie invasion. At number 10, we have Bob Monahan of the Red Herring Lounge and Chaperone Records. Now this was a subject of some debate. The main focus of that debate, is Bob Monahan actually good at the skill he's describing here? But we're taking him at his word, which totally secures him a spot in the top 10. <laughs> Um, I actually am pretty good at home dentistry. <laughs> you, you, you would never know it, but it's actually, it's actually one of my hobbies. I, I actually um, do all of my daughter's uh, dental work. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, if all the dentists get zombified... You're still going to you need your teeth worked on. are in! Okay. We need Coming in at number nine, we have Justin and Sarah Steinbach from Vista Fleet Harbor Cruises. Now, this was also a subject of some debate. Ultimately, though, however you choose to think about this answer, it's still pretty damn valuable. Up in here, we got Lucy Amundsen. So, what do you got? We have plenty of semen. At number eight, Abigail Maliner of Tall Ships Duluth. Not only did we like her general geographical strategy and attitude, this is a seriously practical skill for Northwood's zombie living. That we should keep you alive, let you in the group. What do you got? All right. Uh, well, first of all, I'm hoping that we're all traveling north. I think that that's a pretty good skill or at least a journey point. Yeah. You know, global we warming, we should go north. So um, my skill to contribute is that I know how to start a fire on top of ice. If we're on Lake Superior, I know how to start a fire. Whoa! We're not gonna, we're not gonna fall through. It's real. Coming in at number seven, we have artist and painter Adam Swanson. Now he's right. This is a tricky question for any artist, but his skill and creativity make him an incredible asset in the zombified why world. Why should we keep you alive and not either like keep walking or you know? Yeah. Why should we fight off the zombies for you? You know? Ugh, that's a hard question for any artist to answer. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I think I, I think I'd be like a good uh, makeup artist. <laughs> like, 
For example, I think if a grocery store or something was surrounded by zombies and you wanted to get through the barricade, uh, I guess I don't know all the rules of zombieism, but um, <laughs> I could. Pa- I feel like I could paint your face and you know the rest of your body and, and your clothes and things to make, well, you know, with like rudimentary things like ash and blueberries or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, you know, just make it so you could slide through where they, the zombie just think you're a, de- a dead, a gross dead person. And, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. I'm also terrible at, at cutting hair, and I think like if I if I did cut your hair, <laughs> it would it would help you look more like a zombie. Oh my god, that is fantastic! You are so in. You are in. At number six, we are thrilled to welcome Candace Lacoste of Hemlock's Leatherworks into the group, a badass Renaissance woman, leatherworker, and craftswoman. Right. An obvious choice. I got choice. a question for you. All right. All right, Candace. It's the apocalypse. There are zombies. It's the end of the world. We come across you, okay? We're all in the group, all right? So what is your skill that we should let you in and not, you know, keep on moving Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm a badass renaissance woman. <laughs> yes! You're right! We'll so, find... Well, no, I'll band together the rest of the badass renaissance women, and I'll be like the Joan of Arc. And no zombie's going to mess with that. Yeah! <laughs> that is... Yeah, and well, we'll all have beautiful shoes. Yes, we will! Yes, we will! You're in, Candace! You're in! Thank you! And now, for our top five, the bestiest of the best, the creamiest of the crop. First, we have Colin and Laura Mullen and Brian and Karen Tonus of Bent Paddle Brewing Company. We went back and forth about this one as well, because how important is beer really at a time like this? But Bent Paddle has a whole lot of beer. And that's a whole lot of calories. Not only that, but their brewing facility is kind of like a fortress, which could really come in handy. Also, there are four of them. Those numbers help. And finally, we argued that if you're good with leftovers, you're probably good at cooking to begin with. Taking all of that into consideration, they shook out at number that's five. Some really good people, a part of our group. So, what's your skill? Why should we take you in, fight zombies for you? You know why? Um, so. I have access to about 50,000 gallons of fresh Ben Paddle beer right now, which is the first reason. Second reason, I know how to make it. Third reason, it's vegan beer, so zombies won't drink it. Just saying. That's really good. There's three more of you. Anybody else? Are you just going to like... Yes. Okay. I got two. All right. And I knew he was going to take a fermentation route because... We didn't talk about it. (laughs) But I'm also going to go that way as well. But before I do that, uh, I would like to say I'm a very good uh, recreator of leftovers. I can can change food into many different things. You could have tacos one night, and then it's Mexican lasagna. Uh, I feel like that's really handy in a zombie apocalypse, because if you're raiding a convenience store, there's lots of weird ingredients, and you got to be able to change it into something delicious. So, one skill. Right. (laughs) 
number two, in case you didn't go fermentation, I'm going to go fermentation because I know how to ferment things. And I think fermentation uh, products are very helpful for dealing with the stress of running from zombies. And maybe at the end of the night, you're all sitting around the campfire. Uh, for some reason, in all the shows, they don't have guitars or anything. But maybe you're hanging out and you need a beer. I got that. And maybe it tastes like dandelions and black pepper. I don't know. But it's what you got to do. So I can ferment things as well. I do got that skill. Coming in at number four, again, another point of some discussion. Uh, while professor and author Scott Latterman may not be an immediate asset, we believe that for the long-term success of our new post-apocalyptic society, his input will be invaluable. To, you know, either feed you to the zombies or, you know, kill you. <laughs> Morbid. Well, well, I think I can offer some history instruction on how we screwed ourselves into this position in the first place. <laughs> After all, Mary, if we want to get out of it, we, know how, we have to know how we got into it. You're totally in. <laughs> and now, the top three, starting at number three, the women from Z Studio. Now Ignite Studio, by the way. They offer Zumba, yoga, booty yoga, crazy aerial yoga, all sorts of fitness fun. First of all, they have advantage in numbers, which certainly helps, but they have zombie knowledge. They've obviously done their research, and they have a plan to thwart different types of zombies. That kind of attention to detail is extremely valuable. And let's face it, we need people who are in great shape. Running from zombies is no walk in the park. Why should we let you in our group? Why should we keep you alive? Well, What's your skill? What do you got? First of all, we're freaking awesome. That's skill number one. <laughs> skill number two, skill number two is in the zombie apocalypse, you got two different types of zombies. You got your rage zombies, which you got to outrun, which is super cardio. So we're going to keep you cardiovascularly fit. If they're walking dead zombies, you need to be a little bit more flexible, a little bit more strength training. So we'll come in there. And then worst case scenario is if you're gonna die, die dancing. No, you run. So hard. that's what we do. Just die dancing. At number two, an obvious choice in the post-apocalyptic world. Jonathan Otis of Lake Superior Honey Company and Duluth Barrel Works. I think his answer speaks for itself. So just give a listen. Well, I'm I'm gonna bring you honey. And not just because it's sweet. Um, raw honey, real raw honey, has a lot of proteins, amino acids, so they're going to give you energy when you have to run and flee from the, from the zombies. zombies. <laughs> if you get cut or um, not, if you get, yeah, like a wound, you can use honey on it as an antiseptic to help heal quicker. Um, it is going to keep you healthy and keep those seasonal allergies at bay in the springtime. So you're not going to be sniffling and sneezing while the zombies are after you. <laughs> and it never goes bad. Honey will last indefinitely. So it's a great food source. And at the end of the day, if you add water to it, it will ferment and you can have honey wine. So it's kind of the perfect food. You're in. Totally. <laughs> we, will, we will keep you alive. And finally... If you ever find yourself in the zombie apocalypse and you're lucky enough to run across this guy, you have hit the freaking jackpot, my friend. We love all of our guests and all of their answers, but this 
is legit. Coming in unanimously in the number one spot is Dave Grand Mason of the Duluth Experience, offering brewery tours, kayak tours, history tours, and all sorts of fun. It's the way to tour Duluth. So, all right, take it away, Dave. You are the number one obvious choice in the so, post-apocalyptic what world. What is your skill? What do you got that we should let you in our group to help you survive? Well, Mary, I was in my kitchen this morning thinking about this, and uh, I was sipping a cup of coffee of locally roasted beans from Duluth Coffee Company and eating a couple of locally laid eggs. And, uh, and it dawned on me that I've actually been preparing to answer this question since like 1982 when I saw the first uh, Michael Jackson thriller video, right? So uh, a couple of things that you might not know about me. I, uh, I do own a machete and I know how to use it. So that's one. Uh, when I was in Arizona, I studied urban and, uh, urban and uh, wilderness survival. So kind of your go-to guy for setting snares, picking locks, uh, starting fires, and hot-wiring cars. My great-grandfather would be very proud of me. <laughs> but most importantly, we have the getaway vehicle, right? Yep. So, yes. yeah. All right, you're in. Man. You're in. And that... Ladies and gentlemen, is that. That's our list. That's what we would do. Um, go to takeitwithyou.org. There are links there to our Facebook and, and Twitter. And uh, let us know what let us know what you would do. Let us know if we missed anything. Um, and, uh, and, and what your opinion is. Um, and thanks so much to Nick Gosen for being our, our sound engineer for Take It With You and for mastering this episode. And, and thanks so much to uh, all of our guests. It's just, it's so much fun to be able to uh, meet and talk to all of these extraordinary, creative, ambitious people here in Duluth um, and, and hear about their stories and what they're doing. Um, so yeah, we're going to leave you now uh, with, with a little clip of um, our conversation about semen because uh, I, I want you to know how seriously... <laughs> We took this. It, <laughs> it. Yeah, we took it really seriously. All right. Enjoy. Like if someone says that doesn't. We have semen. Yeah. We have. That's that's saying okay. Like it could be sea. Semen. Yeah, people. Like a like or a sailing staff. It could staff. be semen. Semen does not get people pregnant. Can t- you can oh, have a vasectomy. Zachary. You can have a vasectomy and still produce a bunch of semen. It's right, not going to get anybody also pregnant. Can, but the, be sperm in there with that. You, that just seems like semantics. No, it is semantics, but I'm saying if that's going to be your argument. How is it my argument? When someone says semen, I was. You're yes. automatically thinking. You automatically think when I say semen that that doesn't mean sperm. No, you were trying to place value on him having a bunch of semen. Like seminal fluid, I was saying that that yeah, in but that, that's does semantics have... because semen semen is the we know what semen means we know what semen means. Come on, that would be like saying like uh, okay. Also by that rationale, do you think he has more semen than these other what was it fourteen people? Well, yes, because that's they didn't his skill. Say that was we're not talking.